The 1700s were a period of growing connectivity between towns, cities, and countries in Europe. Increased trade meant that a large amount of cash was available to some of the population, not all of which were particularly educated. There were vast opportunities for conmen to get people to invest in the first mass pyramid and Ponzi schemes, as well as in funding ideas based on unproven science. John Day was born in 1740. He was an English carpenter and wheelwright. Who became fascinated with the idea of submarines? Unfortunately, John would become one of Britain's examples of a reckless amateur with a flawed theory. John thought of himself as an ingenious man, and had grand dreams of building a submersible to make his fortune and find fame. John was described as an oddball, illiterate, impoverished. And stubborn, with a mean-spirited disposition, he needed to raise some finances for his dream. He had experimented initially with models, and later reportedly modified a small boat in which he conducted test dives to thirty feet, ascending safely afterwards. However, there are no records of witnesses to his claims. With the financial support of an English gambler named Christopher Blake. John built a wooden diving chamber without an engine. He attached his invention to the deck of a fifty-ton boat named the Maria, which Christopher Blake had purchased. John bet with Christopher that he and his boat could descend to a depth of one hundred thirty feet and stay underwater for twelve hours. Between them, they concocted the idea of financing the venture and making a substantial profit through betting on John being successful. Christopher promised John ten percent of the winnings on bets he would be taking on the event. On June twenty-second, seventeen seventy-four, the Maria, newly painted red, was towed to a location north of Drake's Island, off of Plymouth, England. The scene was watched by a crowd of people. The boat's hold reportedly contained ten tons of ballast, and two ten-ton weights were attached beneath the keel that could be released from inside the diving chamber with the loosening of some bolts. An additional twenty tons of ballast would be loaded on the Maria after John had been locked inside the diving chamber. After twelve hours, John would release the two ten-ton weights in order for the Maria to rise to the surface. John would also release various colored markers at certain times throughout his submergence to show he was okay. Christopher Blake took bets on John surviving for twelve hours underwater at one hundred and thirty feet deep. John clambered inside through a hole in the top of the chamber. John took a candle, water, and biscuits on board. The boat was equipped with a hammock. After the vessel was sealed, the weights were loaded, and the boat sank forever into the depths. Only bubbles surfaced from the water. No colored markers appeared to indicate John was okay. John had his calculations completely wrong. He took no account of the weight of seawater, atmospheric pressure at depth. And the effect of tides and the action of the sea, or that he would use up his oxygen. Most of these factors, although not completely understood, were known at the time.
The vessel was also basically a square box, not an ideal shape for the ocean's pressure. It was later speculated that John may have died from asphyxiation, hypothermia, or catastrophic structural failure of the Maria due to water pressure. The likeliest explanation is that the Maria did collapse under the pressure of the water and then sank, hence the bubbling of the water. It is likely that John survived only a matter of moments before the vessel was crushed. This incident was the first recorded fatal accident involving a submarine. Even if the vessel had survived, John did not have enough air to survive the stay on the sea bottom. His candle would also eat up the oxygen. Not long after John failed to resurface, the distress signal was fired, and Lord Sandwich, a professional head of the Navy, who was in Plymouth at the time, ordered a rescue attempt. Attempts were made to find the Maria by dredging to then raise the vessel, but these attempts proved fruitless, and no sign of the vessel was found. Christopher Blake, in the meantime, used the confusion to vanish, along with all the bet money. Christopher Blake was later described as a scammer, so perhaps he had no confidence that John would survive from the beginning. One doctor at the scene immediately pronounced that John would have died from freezing to death. However, a London physician, Dr. Falk, heard of the incident and rushed to Plymouth. He was convinced that if John was still in the airfield chamber, the cold of the water might have kept his blood in good condition, and that animation might be suspended. If the body could be recovered before decompression set in, then Dr. Falk believed that he could reanimate the body. With this in mind, he privately initiated and funded dredging for the wreck over the next few weeks. Despite John's mistakes and his fatal attempt, he was pioneering in the use of weights being dropped to raise a submarine. 